0: All right, so we in this thing, and it's the follow-up with Bree Singleton from the What Do I Do Now podcast. And we just gonna get right in. I see she's on time. I appreciate it. He's gonna get this thing going. What up, though? What's
1: up, homie? How you feeling?
0: Hey, this is... I couldn't have timed this any better. Let me be clear. We've got plenty to discuss it's a lot going on wow yes beautiful day in the atl first (laughs) off um i want to welcome back Bree singles into the what do i do now podcast is the follow-up the official follow-up um took a little while but i couldn't have asked for a better situation because again there's a lot of movement going on in the world of sports but more so to circle back to something i wanted to ask and didn't get to is so if you didn't play basketball, and if like, is there another sport you could have potentially, you know, really take and focus into, or is there anything else you were active in? For sure,
1: I um I actually started out. I, I want to say I did softball first. Okay. Um, I did softball first. I played a little shortstop. Um, then I moved. I did cheerleading for a year. That was awful moved right into basketball i i uh I, if i was healthy i would have ran track in high school and i probably would have run in college um but my knees i had knee problems um and so you know that kind of got cut short i wanted to focus on ball but definitely would have ran track um in high school or college if i was given a chance
0: okay so i see a lot of people tapping in again this is uh the follow-up of my what do i do now podcast with Bree singleton And her, um, if you haven't heard it, I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis called Crossover. Her episode is because she went from the basketball, playing college ball, very successful on that level, and then ended up doing radio. And basically to switch gears and go to a completely different, you know, avenue was something that I could actually relate to. And her story is really dope because she's award-winning um putting together the national campaign she's done it all in a short span of time and her story is incredible and i definitely wanted to highlight that so to get straight into it right now because we got to talk about it is the, the falcons the, the city scene right now and apparently you got some moves going on
1: i feel born again actually like this interview is actually happening at the perfect time i really feel just born again like, I feel like we can start from scratch that none of that even happened. Like, I, don't even know, I reckon, reckon O 0-0 as far as I'm concerned. Like, none of it's real. None of it's real. We need to start over.
0: We kind of have to at this point because Dan Quinn was, like, I think it was an 18-for-24 since the Super Bowl. Like, he's not had a winning record. And to start off 0-5, blowing leads not being able to score. It was just a rough situation. And being on the timeline, it's you got to like laugh at your pain. But this the past five weeks for the city of Atlanta, trying to just get there for the product. This And the problem is, this is the first game they allowed fans in the stadium. I know. So people got to pay their hard-earned money, their tax dollars, in that facility that's beautiful, but the product, my lord.
1: I wish I, I wish I would have went so I could like physically boo them myself. <laughs> um but they said they said uh they said that we need to turn uh turn Mercedes Benz Stadium into a hookah lounge. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying.
0: I can't argue that cuz it low key looks like the most luxurious hookah lounge. AG is probably gonna run it out on the off season because you know how they do. But that's, um that's oak,
1: that's oak number two.
0: It yeah, has to be. So uh <laughs> also it's game six tonight. NBA Finals, Lake, uh, you got the Lakers, you know. First off, you need to plug your business right now. Do it right now because that was a subliminal plug. I need you to make it happen.
1: It really wasn't, man, but y'all see y'all see what's going on, man. I, I got the Lakers Lakers tonight, but this shirt is to, to honor the late, great Kobe Bean Bryant. And if you know me, you know I'm a LeBron girl. Like, I always have been. I'm not going to lie about that. But I do respect uh, Kobe Bryant and his legacy, and I, I gave – um, I gave Miami six games before the, se- before the series even started. So, it turns out that it's shaping up exactly the way that I planned it. So, um, I-, I think they'll get this win tonight. I think I just saw the news that Alex Caruso is going to start um, over uh, Dwight. Big Howard. news.
0: So, the Lakers taking the page out of the Houston playbook, like, we're going to small ball. We're not even going to sit here and – what do you feel? Like, A, how do you think game five really went up until le- that last possession? And then we'll talk about game six.
1: Okay. Um, I think it's a miracle that they were only down by, well, they were in the position that they were in to, to make that that last shot. They played horrible for three quarters. Like, LeBron was the only reason that they were in it the first half. He shot the lights out, which was nuts. Um, But when it came down to that last 10 seconds, oh, also, that was one of the best NBA Finals games I've ever seen. Like, ever seen. One of the best one-on-one matchups as far as LeBron and Jimmy. Um, I think we have to start considering... Jimmy a superstar now because he's 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 earning that here in front of everybody national television. Um, but last ten seconds of the game, I don't have a problem with the way that it it unfolded only because we had to go early. I'm saying we as in the Lakers fans because I'm I'm Team LeBron. He had to go early, which was smart. He did that. You got a wide open three pointer. Like literally, you could not be more wide open in a in a National Basketball Association game. He got a three from the top of the key um from the nba champion who has made that shot before um and even for though two separate
0: franchises it, this is also a thing that people are missing like he's done it for it. the first perennial winners and helped Toronto get there first
1: he does this like that's why he's on this team um at any rate he misses the shot cool we get the rebound and markeith morris who is so happy danny green missed that shot He's so happy Danny Green missed that shot because he really, if we're going to do donkey of the day, it really should have went to him Um, because he just threw the ball out of bounds. And if I could insert that LeBron James, J.R. Smith meme where he's like, what do you do? That was was the perfect place to put that in there. So I think just several things went wrong. Um, No, I don't think LeBron should have forced up a shot over four people. Like, that's just absurd. I don't care how much you think that makes sense it doesn't jordan and kobe have both made that pass and both have won national have won championships off making that pass um so yeah i think just ultimately everything came crashing down within a span of 10 seconds i think they'll bounce back tonight i got them winning by 12 tonight so okay um, i think it'll be a good game i think i think ad he needs to play the five i know he he talks all the time about he likes to be a power forward or blah 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 he needs to be the five like that's just the bottom line um so I like the, the the starting move to put Alex Caruso back in the starting lineup. Um but yeah, I think I think they close it out tonight. I don't think they're willing to risk this going to a game seven. I think that just that's just unlikely. Um I think that might have been the best that the Heat had to offer. So uh we'll see. But yeah, I did give Miami six games before the series started. So it turns out or well, it looks like it's shaping up to go that way.
0: Got you. I also had the Lakers in six. Um, I was just like after the first two I'm like, oh well Lakers and Lakers and four, sweep it. But at the end of the day, um, what I really want to ask you real quick is comparing legacies. So Jordan had John Paxton. Let's keep it real. Like his like careers were cemented off of the assist and then making a the big shot. So you had Jordan had Paxton, Kobe had Derek Fisher kobe had robert hoard like kobe had a few shooters on on his like let's keep it real those five rings he absolutely got but he absolutely has some shooters on on the roster to help him out with that right
1: facts jordan also had uh steve kerr
0: oh yeah Um, again these have just the mind-blowing when you just remember like both of them played with hall of fame caliber players or big moment shot takers that's what it is so LeBron going, you know, going to Danny Green, who's done it before with other franchises, things like that. The hate that Danny Green is getting and the death threats that Danny Green is getting is like the social media aspect and everyone being a super diehard fan. Like, how do you process that as someone that's, you know, putting together their nonprofit? That hey, for athletes, you're not trying to even go through that, but that's a great I, point. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I like how you set that up. Put a little pressure on me, and I'll be the first to admit. I did get on Twitter and give Danny Green a I didn't I didn't. now death threats are one thousand percent like not even joking. That is absurd. Like that's the one of the nastiest things I've ever seen in my life. And people always take things too far, especially if you guys are on Twitter if you're watching. People take things too far. And I think we forget that it's it's a game, honestly. It's a game. Um, but uh, you know, I gave I gave Danny Green a little hard time because he gets, like he is a professional, the, the best in the world at what he does. Um he gets paid thirty million million dollars a year to hit that shot, and he missed it. It happens. Um, and things of that nature, no, I would never do that. Um, but what was kind of cool was today I saw um, Paul George, who we know had struggles of his own um, throughout these playoffs. He actually hopped on IG um, and gave uh, Danny Green some love. So I really appreciated that because if anybody can kind of relate to what he's going through right now, it's definitely that. But I, I do think there needs to bigger, be a bigger conversation um, about mental health and athletics, um, because these people are paid millions of dollars to entertain us. Um, and that's all it is at the end of the day. It's literally entertainment. Like Danny Green missing that shot is not going to affect my life in any in any way. Meanwhile, his family, um, like you just said, is now at risk, his wife and himself, and you know, his family, his kids, they're getting death threats um, over a, a basketball game. And so I think we just gotta, as a society kind of re-examine where sports should fit um, in in our in our priorities um, and I thought we would have done that over the summer when you know guys are going on strike because of social justice um, um, issues um, I, I thought we would kind of take that time to say okay uh, you know this is a game and we got to be people first you know college kids are saying um, you know kids are gonna struggle with their mental health if they can't go play and I'm like why are you letting your whole identity be resolved to a a game a sport that could be gone the next day you know what i'm saying so i think it's a it's an overall society issue i think it's a a, an internet issue i think we got to take a step back and really say all right guys like these people are human beings um and deserve to be treated as such because you know you and i are on the radio it's not fun making a mistake in front of Publicly, yeah, yeah, It's not fun. I don't care who you are, whether you're on radio, whether you're on TV, it's just simply not fun. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, a mistake in front of millions. I just, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So um, much respect to Danny Green, prayers to him and his family. I do think he'll he'll show up big time tonight. I think um, his teammates are going to let him know, hey, we trust you to make that shot. And if the same play were to happen tonight, they would pass him the ball again.
0: Absolutely. He's not. He's the thing is, people's legacies and um, their storyline are dictated off one game, one moment, where you forget like all the great stuff they've done and things like that. Like, Short-time. it's wild, but it's, it's the reality. Like we unfortunately have this, um, just this grasp of what we want to have happen, and I get. Sports gambling—you may have lost a lot of money on the game, this that, and the other—but that's that was on you. I'm sorry, unless you're gonna put on a jersey and get out there. You got like ball, someone has to win, someone has to lose. There's no ties in the NBA finals. Like someone has to win, someone has to lose. And trust me, that game wasn't won on that possession. And any basketball player really knows it's like it's the. I kept saying this while I was watching them. Like the reason why Miami was putting a foot in they behind because they were rebounding. That's Every time they just start going, Lakers just like they're staying So at the end and of the I day, like you good can't good good really good. put in that extra work. That's what the Miami Heat are, have outdone everybody they have played against, from the Pacers to the Celtics all the way here to against the Lakers. If they out hustle you, that's how they're gonna win. That's
1: a fact. I've been saying since the playoffs started. This Miami Heat team is the dogs that everybody told me that the Clippers were. <laughs>
0: Big facts. Big hey, facts. Awesome. So,
1: you can't never really count them out.
0: You can't and jimmy's motor's different right now like it's he said this is a business trip i remember like here doing a sports report and this is right before the bubble really kicked off that jimmy got in trouble for bouncing his ball in his room like this man been at work since he came down there like he done sold coffee he done got a hustle jimmy's different and yeah. it's it's been exciting to watch so let's talk braves real quick because he ain't ready to go into the nlcs no, no. Um, what do you think? How do you think we're shaping up? Because we've put a few shutouts. The pitchers done well, but is the rotation. Are we going? Are we burning people out too quickly? Or is the bats waking up just in time? What, what is your uh, perspective?
1: I think I think it's a mix of things. First of all, the Dodgers have been giving us problems for years, um, so they do worry me. They do worry me, but. We've been walking around with a lot of big, bad energy. Like you said, I think, I think they're waking up at the right time. Those guys are, are scoring runs, which makes me much more comfortable because I'm not very confident um, that the pitching might hold up like it has been. Guys have been okay. throwing shutouts, and I just don't know how long that's going to last because I, I like, there's there's people on the other team who are paid millions of dollars to hit the ball out of the park, and I got to assume that at some point they're going to do that. I just hope that we can do it more than the other team. But uh, bats are looking good, gloves are looking good, um, guys are making big plays. I know the uh, last game division series, Nick Markakis is a pop out fly to 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 left field. I never forget it, pop out fly left field. He lets the ball drop in front of him, scoops it up and gets the out at second. It was plays like that that made me realize, like, okay, this team they're they're thinking, they got they got they got their uh, their minds in the right spot. What's up, Shanika? Congratulations! Shanika and we do
0: see oh you. Shout to sis. Um, so quick reset, because people may be jumping in, don't know what's going on. This is a follow-up from my podcast, What Do I Do Now? I'm talking to Bree. And uh, her episode was about the crossover where, you know, she went from the basketball court collegiate to, to, to dominating in radio. And we just went back and forth talking the Falcons, talking, uh, the NBA Finals, we were talking Braves. And I definitely agree. The thing is, if I can get Ronald Acuna to, to keep, like, that energy up, he's going to be good. But my thing is once he starts talking, that's when they, like, struck him out, like, the next game. They were like, all right, then you want to smoke? We got you. So, uh, yeah. so It's a
1: kept 22 with them. And the thing that I really like about this, che- this team is that they really like each other. Um, like they really that makes a difference. That, that, that they love being on this team. They love being together. Guys took less money to be here. Um, and so that really makes me, me excited about, you know, if it comes down to a a, a tough play or a, a tough few plays or a tough series or whatever, that these guys are going to have each other's back. They're going to have the confidence in each other to win. And sometimes that's all you need as a team. Like that's really all you need um, is to look to the left or to the right and know that you can count on the person sitting next to you. So that's one thing that really does give me a lot of hope with this Atlanta Braves team. And I do, I do have us winning the, uh, the national league championship. I do uh, think we'll beat the Dodgers. Um, I just think it'll be the toughest series that we've had so far. Neither of us have lost a game. Um, and so I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a really, really good uh, next few days of baseball.
0: All right, so I got to do this for the culture. We got to mix it up because, you know, we got to keep, keep that energy <laughs> going. Um, what I will say is both – I've, I've been fortunate enough to go to both baseball parks, and Dodgers mm-hmm. Stadium and um, the new Atlanta Braves for BB&C. No, it's true it's so we got 18 different names if we named it and then it got bought out okay so truest park both experiences are really dope but i definitely give the edge to the hometown braves i just think this is the year um the dodgers have been the uh bridesmaids for the last two seasons so we're i'm just you know we we go for the ring on the finger and i think the Braves are definitely gonna make it happen um but also i definitely want to talk to you about the wnba so they just wrapped up their their WNBA finals and the Aces are like right there, and yeah. it just seems like their franchise, their expansion team, two seasons, getting to the, to the NBA Finals is a task by itself. Absolutely. But they keep running in the bus saws, yeah. and I definitely want to give a shout out to Atlanta, a uh, dream icon, and you know, future Hall of Famer, Angel McCarthy. She just can't win an NBA Finals game. It, you want you you want the most for her. You, you.
1: It's like the curse is following her around, and I really hate that because had they been healthy I think that series goes way differently had they been healthy like just tons of energies I mean tons of injuries excuse me uh what's up silver Knight? uh tons of injuries and I think um I I, I think they'll be able to piece it together to be able to come back next year and make another run at it um which is exciting for them because like you said they are a new team they are a, an expansion team um but I think that Anybody who runs into Brianna Stewart is going to have problems. That just kind of is what it is. She wins championships for a living. Like, people play the game for a living. She wins championships for a living. Like I think that's, that's what a it is. Her, that is. All absolute... her fingers. The
0: flex oh. she put up. I'm She's sitting here like, dang. I
1: was like, okay. So, whenever. she basically like LeBron. Whenever you run.
0: Don't talk. Like, you can't really. You know? Like, you got to start conversation with her.
1: Just saying. So, I, I think whoever ran into them was going to have issues. But I do uh, feel for Angel. Um, because she's she's had a long career, like she's not she's not a spring chicken anymore. She's been in the league for quite some time, but um, I think they'll be in a in a position to be poised to make another run at it next year, and hopefully um, they can go ahead and grab something then. Because that was that was tough having to watch them play um, undermanned like that.
0: Yeah, and that's when it comes to sports, an injury bug is going to happen. It's going to hit your team at some point. You just hope it's either early or not significant enough to you know just take everybody off course. Um, I got mentioned like years of longevity. You got people like, you know, Serena Williams still competing at a high level. Um, seeing Sue Bird get another ring at this late in her career, like 15 years after her first ring. Like, how you? Well, from an athlete perspective, like, how hard do you think that mental journey is to going from like, all right, I'm gonna contribute where you know you're a Vince Carter. Like, I'm not ring chasing. I just want to contribute to a team, um, and hopefully we're great. Hopefully get to the postseason. Or do you want to take like. Hey, Andre Iguodala like I know my I, I used to be an all-star I was a guy and you have to like reinvent yourself like how do you think athletes like Sue Bird can maintain that and you know get by because even truth be told that what there's one person that I'm I'm not upset at but I'm sitting here like they're selling the, the, the roster Udonis Haslam is a paid <laughs> assistant coach that gets to wear shirt. a uniform every single day
1: I need that outside. to be known
0: because he is going to steal a ring if he gets it. Cause...
1: No kidding, man. No.
0: kidding. Um, he's like, yeah. God. Come on now.
1: I think I saw a headline of something saying like that he wants to, to go into the game and I'm like, bro, you don't want to be out there. You do not want to be out there. <laughs> and do what? You, know you do what? what? I mean, they would put him in a blender, man. Let's stop playing. <laughs> but uh, I think I think and I I would have to assume because I've never been you know a ten. 12, 15 year professional doing what I've done at, at a very high level. But I would assume, I would assume that it would get a little easier at that point, because at that point, it's just systems and processes, like, you know what it takes to get to a certain level, you know what you have to do with your body, you know, what what, what has to go into it mentally, you know, what kind of um, um, repetition goes into getting to that that place. So at that, that point, I would assume as an athlete, that it's, it's kind of like muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that, like, you know, like you said, LeBron been to the finals 10 straight times like this is not new to him. He knows what it takes to get here. He knows what it takes to win it all, as opposed to someone who's been in the league four or five years. And it's it's brand spanking new. And it's like I've never the the lights have never been this bright for me. I really don't know what to expect. But Sue Bird has always been the the consummate professional. Um, As far as point guards, and as, as somebody who played the point guard position, I think she she plays it perfectly. Um, I think someone like her and Steve Nash or, or who I look at as the, like, the model of what a point guard is supposed to be as far as playing the position on the court and then just being a leader, being the coach on the floor. Um, and so it, it really made me happy to see her still be able to perform at such a high level. Um, and, and like I said, to get your body to do that at, at their age, like she and Diana Taurasi are like pushing 40. Um, and so to be able to do the, these things and just, like I said, perform at the highest level um, this late into your career, and that's why I think we have to give so much credence to LeBron. I hate to keep bringing him up when we speak about the women um, because they're doing the same thing that he's doing, but when you're doing what you're doing at a high level for that extended period of time, I think it's just it has to be talked about.
0: Absolutely. So now the gear gets back locally. So we got two franchises that are both young in the basketball realm. So you got the Hawks who would have been the youngest team had it not been for Vince Carter, yep. Grandpa Carter, on, on the roster. Yep. And then you also have the Atlanta Dream who has had success in Eastern Conference, ended up blowing things up because they just couldn't get over that hump. Yes. Um, you know, new new people coming in, were drafting pretty high uh, as of late. What is your outlook on those franchises going into 2021? Because the bubble's gonna get be back. Apparently, Rumor has it's gonna come back in January, so everyone comes back and you know we do what we gotta do. But also on the WNBA side, you know they'll have to come back probably in the same bubble just to continue to play. So. Where do you think the Hawks are going to play in that? Do you think it's the playoff season or or how close do you think the dream are to the potential postseason?
1: I like the Hawks in the eight seed. I really, really do. And it's going to be dependent on what happens in this offseason. I do think we're a piece away. So I'm keeping my eye on what happens with the draft um, because I do think we're a piece away. But last year I had a slide in at that eight seed. Obviously, I wasn't right. Um, But I like us to try again for it this year. Uh, I'm very hopeful for the Hawks. Like, I know we give the Falcons a hard time. We're banking on the Braves right now, but I do think the 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 Hawks are invested in winning now. I don't think they'll let Trey Young's uh, career go to waste because he, he's clearly one of the more promising uh, players that we've ever drafted potential-wise. Um, so I think they'll do whatever it takes to make him happy, which is going to ultimately be getting another superstar here uh, at some point. Um, I would like to see us go after uh, – maybe a DeMar DeRozan. I think he ends up in LA, um, but uh, the Lakers. Um, but I, I would like to see us go after somebody like that, uh, just to kind of give us that extra push. We needed hopefully a veteran that's been to the playoffs before, has had a deep playoff run and knows what it takes to get there. Because um, if we squeeze in that eight spot, I think we can surprise some folks. Um, but then uh, changing gears over to the dream, um, kind of the same thing. I like the the way we're going. I like the, the fact that when we have those those playoff off runs that we have with Angel and those guys, we didn't necessarily get too discouraged when it didn't end up that way uh, in future years. And so it's nothing wrong with a little rebuilding process. I like some of the moves that they made in the offseason. Shout out to my, uh, my OAU teammate, Kayla Davis. Um, she signed late in the season with us, was a big help. Um, and so moves like that, I'm very confident in. Um, I like the direction that the Dream are going in. Um, but as far as the bubble goes, I think that's going to be interesting because as we see, like, it it changes a lot of things as far as the atmosphere of a basketball game. There's no crowd. There's no, uh, you know, the energy in the building is different. It's kind of like a a pickup game. Um, And so that's when the real hoopers can kind of shine because there's no extracurricular uh, things going on. You kind of just got to play ball. So it would be interesting to see what kind of teams are built for that and which ones aren't. Um, So I'm keeping an eye on it, but I'm very, very hopeful um, as far as the direction of both franchises.
0: And I definitely agree. I I was definitely talking – Cash-ish about the Hawks uh, making the HC. because I'm like, look, if we don't have John Collins suspended for 25 games, that was a big yes. part of the season. Yes.
1: Yes. If you don't have a real
0: dominant bitch and Jabari Parker, I gotta give him credit. While he was here, he definitely was turning up. Just that injury bug that follows him. He's one of the more promising ones. Just that injury bug you can't shake. Yes. And
1: yes. yeah, you nothing you can do about that. And we see that at, at every level. And so I hate when folks put that. Uh, make excuses as to why, oh, you know, injuries, like it happens to everybody. So, it's just kind of part of the game. You got to account for it and you got to kind of move forward. Um, but he was a huge help for us. I think having John Collins um, back made all the difference. Um, I like him and Trey together. Um, and I think just taking one more one more piece to get us over the top, I think it'll be really, really dope. I'm excited for those guys.
0: I mean, we had some trades that we we never had them suit up. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> What's the boy name? The center we got from Houston. Um, oh,
1: Clint Capella.
0: Clint Capella, like, he never suited up for us. Yes. Like, there are people that we have on the roster that, you know, no it, it's promising. I think we might even have the piece. We just haven't seen it yet. So, I think we have the Atlanta. The curse is is absolutely real. I think that I, I can't even deny at this point to start over 05. Um, and I, I, just, I need the roller to wipe out the entire season. This is, you know, what? Wipe nah. it. Because the Titans is definitely messing up for everybody. Let's be I've clear.
1: Been saying that like yo just go ahead and cancel the season let's act like this never even happened. <laughs> at this point i'm hoping the curse is a falcon's curse like i would more than willingly sacrifice them if everybody if all of our other teams get to just be normal like i'm not even asking for a championship if we can just have normal circumstances with our other teams i'll sacrifice the falcons like i'm not mad at that
0: someone has to fall on the floor and that's just what it is <laughs> Damn, and like, it's it starts with Dan quinn and this is going to be the last question to ask you i have sure. to ask you there's so many people saying that matt ryan also needs to have his bags packed how do you feel about that
1: man if you want to say that after this game that's cool but i don't even like that because we had mike davis out there looking like a first ballot hall of Famer, and christian mccaffrey was not even playing like we literally i would like i didn't even look i wouldn't i want to see how many rushing yards we gave up because it had to be at least 300. um matt ryan is not our problem like as much as people like to pretend he is uh, he's an elite quarterback and has been for the past several years, uh, for the majority of his career, to be quite honest. Um, who I, I'm trying to think of the top, up top of my head who are the better quarterbacks than him. I'll go Russ. I'll go uh, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I'll go Tom eh, this year, eh, but in the past, Tom Brady, um, Aaron Rodgers, of course. If you want to put Drew Brees there, cool. But then you got to start looking at Matt Ryan. You got to start looking at Matt Ryan. Uh, if you want to put Dak up there, maybe. Um, but yeah, he he's in that top ten quarterback conversation. Um Definitely. And so, unfortunately uh, for him, we're probably at the point where it's a blow up a blow up season. I don't think we can get it done with this roster at all. So, they might be looking at a situation where we look at his trade value, see if we can get somebody for him. I think ultimately Julio might have to go too. Um, but it's all depending on, on what – I know, I know, man. It's all depending on what this new coaching staff that we get is going to look like. Hopefully we can get uh, the, the Chiefs offensive coordinator.
0: That's our the name head. I keep seeing pop up. I need it to happen. I need Officer Blank to get him on the phone.
1: Yeah, the ink needs to be dry right now. Like, immediately. Snatch <laughs> him up, please. Um, but if we get somebody like him, I guess it's just depending on what he wants to do as far as when he gets his coaching staff in. Um, If we're going to keep Dimitrov – That'll tell us a lot because we haven't been able to draft like we needed to, or our draft picks just haven't panned out. So I think it, it's it's going to be a really tricky situation. But if I'm going to point the finger at somebody, Matt Ryan is the last person I'm pointing at, to be honest, because he's been an elite quarterback for the past several years, and you know, some sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. But if it, like I said, if I'm pointing fingers, and he'll get the last one.
0: I get that. Not what seeing it, watching the studio today, and just seeing the arm tackles. we like, I don't like that. I Like how. I, If I can be paid millions of dollars and let someone run by me after the fact, I can do that. Like, you ain't even got, look here, give me 500,000. We'll make it work.
1: That's my thing. Like, we couldn't stop a running nose. Like, and that's been the story for the past, since the Super Bowl year, since that second half where we gave up whatever many unanswered points that was, our defense has been literally god awful. And so I can't point the finger at a quarterback when, you know, our defense and our special teams are making the mistakes that they're making.
0: Like Everyone gets hurt early, though. That's like, Tech didn't even play. Like, he went in for a series and he's done. It's, I, mean, I, I got to give him a piece of the doubt. But at the same time, like, what I did see, though, on Twitter, shout out to anybody that follows me on Twitter, um, the strength conditioning coach, Mm-hmm. That got into the Super Bowl That They didn't really have any injuries. They let that man go after the Super Bowl That's why we have so many injuries now. You don't have someone in there. That's making sure like hey Here's what's happening. Here's what we need to do. Here's how you're gonna stay healthy. We don't have someone that's keeping them on track Anytime you go out there, blow out a knee, Especially blow out an Achilles.
1: In a pandemic season where the off-season was kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? Those OTAs, they matter. That's why you see, you know, like I said, Christian McCaffrey is out. All those dudes got injured early in the season is because they haven't oh. had the proper time. They haven't had the proper time to prepare themselves and their bodies. If you remember when the NBA bubble, the same thing kind of happened um, when it first started. So it's definitely um that definitely goes into it. I'm not, I'm not even gonna put that past them because you gotta prepare yourselves. Um, an injury bug has been us on defense for quite some time too so you're definitely right about
0: that yeah we it's just tough, hope man. for um braves right now we uh that's all that's all the energy towards the braves yep. um yep. surrounding you to everyone that has melanin and they skin. shout out to freddie freeman too um don't want to just you know
1: but, yeah i mean but you
0: know you know you, well, you know, you know. Yes. um but again bree thank you so much i think this is incredible i love getting to chat with the people that i respect that i think do amazing work um definitely let the people know how they can reach you how they can follow and definitely pub the nonprofit profit please
1: no doubt i appreciate those kind words from you that really really means the world to me you're an awesome person to work with i'm so proud of you for launching this platform um but you guys can follow me uh, obviously on ig at brie underscore singleton on twitter as well i like to cut up on there uh every now and again uh, but my nonprofit is called Free Game Program. I know earlier in this conversation, we were talking about mental health and kind of some of the things that um, we need to focus on as athletes, but my, my purpose with, not, uh, with Free Game is to develop the uh, all-around student athletes. So that's mental health, that's education, um, that's on the court, that's resumes, that's internships, all those other things um, that we kind of don't pay attention to. And when I say we, I mean black people, our, our athletes are 75 to 80% of these leagues and only 2% of us can make it there. Um, So what happens to the other, you know what I'm saying, 98%. So I want to take personal responsibility to help develop those student athletes because um, being a student athlete changed my life and afforded me the opportunity to um, work um, a job that I love, work with people like yourself, um, and so it's called Free Game Program. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Free Game Program. Um, we have a website, www.freegameprogram.com. Um, and, yeah, that's that's kind of what I spend my time doing. And, and I'm, I'm honored to be on this platform with you, Sam. I'm proud of you once again. And uh, thank you guys for, for allowing me to speak. Of
0: course. We'll definitely chop this up again soon. Um, Again, if you ever check out the podcast, it's What Do I Do Now? Um, your episode's called Crossover. It's a great listen. I make sure my podcast do not run long. I only got things to do. This, that, and the other real quick. Make sure you subscribe in. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast. anywhere you can listen to is it, being put out there. So quit acting. Check the link in the bio, all that good stuff. But. Brie, again, appreciate you checking in with me. Stop everybody that was on the IG Live right now. This is about to be put on the uh, initial podcast website, too. So if you missed anything, it's going to be here on Instagram and on the podcast. So salute to you. I will catch up to you soon. Everybody be safe. Enjoy the Sunday. And later to six. <laughs> Much love to you all. God bless you guys. Peace.